like on the oh, squeak at the end. Oh, man. I almost did it good. <laughs> cut, cut it short. Long song. It, oh, yeah. They, uh, they go for it on that one. No doubt about it, man. Great tune, though. It's funny. Uh, music and movies have gone the opposite direction. Movies are longer than they used to be, and songs are shorter than they used to be. Yeah, I was just, you know, I was just thinking about that, like, Cashmere, I was listening to that earlier. Such a good song. It's like eight minutes. <laughs> eight minutes, that's right. <laughs> you know? You gotta dedicate yourself to the experience, right? Oh, this is the whole ride. One <laughs> song. It's great. You listen to uh, <laughs> Cashmere and then uh, Stairway to Heaven, dude, you're in Wisconsin. <laughs> that's right. You just do, uh, you can do one side and you can do the a side of one of the zeppelin albums and you're already at the border that's good stuff man oh it's a great jam yeah but, uh, hey man i got something i've been dying to talk about oh i'm excited i can't believe it didn't even make your your docket you didn't even want to talk about it wow all right <laughs> not excited man we got a new king bro okay so we got a, <laughs> we got a, yeah, it was a new king of england dude you noticed I did not put it on the docket for uh, the show because everybody was just uh, tubing themselves over uh, this. Bro, I, Harry that- went without Megan. Why? <laughs> my blood. My, but then he left right after the ceremony. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe people even like. 2023. What the fuck are you guys talking? And then. The one thing that got me was uh, it had to be it had to be democracy. Now it was like this whole big thing on the diamond. I'm not familiar with the diamond situation. Oh, please, dude, you gotta look up this stupid please fucking diamond. me in this diamond scenario. I'm intrigued. <laughs> one Indian tribe stole it from another Indian ha, tribe. Yeah, in like 1400. Alrighty. And then some Filipino got it as a gift or something. It traded a bunch of hands, a bunch of takeovers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Very nice. Eventually it ends up back in India, I, I think. And then when Britain took over, the group that had it was like, All right. They gave it to them as a gift or something. But there's like this whole big thing where the people who had it back in the 1400s or some shit want it back. It's like, dude, come on. Give it up. Everything was. Everything was taken, from, you know. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Everything was taken from somebody, you know. Um, the king, uh, Charles, and now Queen uh, Camilla. I saw that that they were um, cruising around in a gold carriage. Yeah, a it's car- a bit much. A carriage made of gold. <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah. Made of gold. He had like the staff. He was wearing that. The crown oh, had yeah. that like giant diamond on I it. That was. Some, I think that's the diamond. So that's the racist uh, blood diamond that everyone's concerned about. Okay. I, if that's everyone's major problem with this whole charade, then that's fine with me. The reason I didn't put it on the docket and I have no recordings of anything about it is because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't we fight some war 200 something <laughs> years ago? You know, in the name of telling these fucking losers to fucking piss off, who cares what the king and queen do over there? These people deserve 0.0% of our attention here in America. Oh, for sure, but I was thinking about our Canadian listeners. Oh, you're right, our our French Canadians? Yeah, they still got the queen on their money. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you're right. All right, Uh, good, Mike, good job looking out for our uh, listeners up north. Uh, we appreciate you. We're guys like three hundred episodes yeah. in. I've called you a f- six hundred times. You're still <laughs> listening. It's the least I could do. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, uh, no, I I figured we would chat about it because it was just a you know, uh, orgiastic, right? This whole uh, media hoopla. It's almost as if the media here didn't want to talk about all the real problems going on in America. So let's be completely overwhelmed and distracted with the circus that is this coronation for the uh, King of England. All I could really think of is, hey, he's old. 
You know, when the queen became the queen, have you seen pictures of her when she first started? She was yeah, so young. young, dude. Like, she got to really enjoy being queen. This guy, not really going to get to enjoy being king. Yeah, you're right. And your brother already ruined it. He got caught with the kids. You can't go fuck kids now. No, like yeah. So you know? the, the kid fucking's out of the book. So uh, now <sighs> he's just a grumpy old king. He's definitely not going to live as long as the queen. I guarantee that. And so, uh, but I don't think she takes over. Who's that? Oh, oh, the mother. Oh, oh no, I'm talking, talking about, about the, yeah, wife. no, no, no. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. anyone's going to let uh, Camilla take over. Uh, I imagine in some weird, twisted world, somehow Harry becomes king. The spare. The spare. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a f- dude! He's like crying. You're like sitting. You're sitting there, surrounded by gold, watching your father go down the, in this golden carriage. The uh, the pictures that were everywhere, and the one uh, the replayed scene I saw on all the major stations was. Uh, the older fella, not Harry, uh, William, uh, yeah, bending over and kissing the dad on the cheek and pledging his allegiance to him. Uh, everyone was quite obsessed with that whole uh, situation there. I, this whole pomp, the, the whole thing, I just, <laughs> I think it looked, you know, now more than ever, Today, in 2023, this looked so out of place and so bad and just... It, it, it had me thinking, dude. I think it was always like that. Because you always read in the history books, it was like, even during the famine of 1814, they did a ceremony. Yes, no, I know. They dedicated all these resources. Oh, and like you could just imagine the farmers were saying the same shit we're saying now. Like, are we still doing this? Well, king, <laughs> the king is valued at something like eleven billion. He doesn't pay taxes, and then the coronation ceremony cost uh, the people of London one hundred uh, million euros in taxes, wow. in taxpayer money, uh, to pay for the security and everything. So I think the reason why I didn't put on the docket, what pissed me off the most, is I was cruising home, and uh, I like to listen to. The Kuvo Jazz station here in Colorado, they cut to NPR every hour on the hour. It's uh, usually a great spot to get a nice little clip or two of what's happening in the news. And uh, they spent the entire two-minute segment essentially talking about the coronation ceremony. And it just completely pissed me off that they were obsessing over uh, this scene that was definitely not staged whatsoever, but the king... And Queen, you know, stopped by at a pub and, and, and shared a few drinks with a few people. Meow, 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 meow. You know, and it was just like, you know, everybody was so shocked and pleased. You know, they just stopped by. It was, so, oh, it was so casual. You know, like, fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking story and get the fuck out of my fucking news. Yeah, right. I just can't stand these people. And you know what? Uh, if you want proof that maybe the uh, Revolutionary War never happened and we've always been a fucking retarded colony of the uh, king and queen uh, in Britain, just take a look at the news cycle this week, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, the obsession is crazy. It's disgusting. It grossed me out. You know what? We got Ukraine flags throughout every neighborhood and the news cycle's obsessed with the British. Can we do something American for once? What the fuck happened to America? We find out what happened on uh, January 6th. How many <laughs> FBI agents were there? Can we get Ray Epps on the line, that dirty rat bastard, please? Thank you. <laughs> actually, I just want to hear his opinion on the coronation. <laughs> well, I heard he was there. He was actually front row. Uh, well, he was trying you know. to storm the chariot. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do is tomorrow, we're taking it all the way to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> and then he's there at the front. Oh, we got to turn back. Turn back. <laughs> Wearing a Brexit hat. <laughs> He's got the Bre- <laughs> The British uh, QAnon shaman guys right next to him. <laughs> British flag painted on his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. So right. stupid. Good stuff, man. Well, this is why we got to celebrate America a little bit more. You know, I was um, 
Yeah, Emma's out of town this weekend, uh, so it was a gentleman's weekend. Uh, got got a phone call from a buddy. Uh, wanted to meet down at the local pub and have a beer and uh, hang out, eat a burger. And uh, he brought his two boys with, and uh, they're like just under ten, you know, in that range. And we we're in the kind of main area. They got uh, all these video games. Uh, you know, the racing games, Buck Hunter, golf, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the and, classics. Uh, classics. And they immediately go to the uh, racing game, right? And so we throw them, throw them a couple bucks, and they're uh, playing the, you know, they're doing some races, and uh, we're having some drinks, eating, eating the food, watching the basketball game. And then all of a sudden, we turn and look, and they're done racing, and where are they? They're at the uh, Terminator and Buck Hunter game area, pointing the two <laughs> guns at each other, like making gun noises, right? Pew, 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 you know, just like <laughs> pointing these guns at each other. And uh, we're just cracking up, and uh, eventually we gave them a couple bucks, and they're shooting zombies in the Terminator game or whatever, you know? And then another kid, about their age, maybe a little older, uh, kind of shows up, and he's... He starts playing also uh, with one of the games, and uh, when the money runs out, all three of them are turning around with the toy guns, and they're, like, shooting at each other. You know, like, <laughs> pew, 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 the three, three kids, you know, total strangers, and uh, they're just having a blast. And so one of the moms comes up, and she's like, oh, are those your boys? You know, uh, she goes, I think it's really cool you let them you know, play with the guns like that and stuff. Uh, and she starts telling us how she's in the military and, uh, you know, is really a believer in letting boys be boys and how difficult it was to be a parent letting your boys be boys in the Colorado area. Yeah, I can imagine. And especially in the Boulder, Denver region. And uh, it was a fascinating conversation. And uh, it, you could tell she felt relieved to be able to converse with another uh, set of adults who um, shared her beliefs that we've kind of lost our way societally a little bit, especially when it comes to letting the boys be boys. Yeah. And uh, she's, you know, it, it, it was kind of, it was just fun and it was nice. And we're hanging out there and uh, we let the kids play a little bit more of the game. They loved shooting the zombies. I noticed that's big with the kids. I don't think they're zombies in Terminator. I think you're shooting the robots. They were doing, well, they were going back and forth. So Buck Hunter, you could do uh, zombies. And then uh, they'd run out of money there, go to the other one, stop playing the game mid-game, start shooting each other. Game would run out of time. You know what I'm saying? And it was, uh, yeah. it was just kind of an epic battle back and forth. Uh, but they were having a great time, man. And, um, uh, you know, I, I thought it was just funny how uh, kids just naturally go to the guns and start doing like pointing it at each other and making the noises. Uh, my buddy was telling me how like even when they're out in the woods, you know, they'll pick up like a stick. They'll each pick up a stick <laughs> and just start sword fighting. Like every, everything is a sword, you know, and like, and then, or it's a gun. Like it's just no matter what, the boys are going to find some sort of device and it'll be their weapon of destruction. You know? it's, yeah, <laughs> it's instinctual. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Fucking loved it, man. It was, a, it was a really great time. But anyways, I was watching basketball there and, uh, you know, we covered it a little bit. The MVP race in the NBA was a huge hot topic. There was a big racial divide. In fact, remember we covered Kendrick Perkins, uh, you know, just telling basically everyone at ESPN that a white person doesn't deserve to win the award three times in a row. <laughs> and oh yeah, remember this guy. So, uh, and the big hot debate was between Nikola Jokic, my uh, the MVP here out of uh, Denver, and then uh, you know um, who I argue is black. So yeah, that's right. Uh, Mike believes he's an Eastern European black man, and then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then Joel Embiid, uh, also a European ball player, uh, but a, a black fella. And so there was obviously a big racial divide with it all. Embiid won the award. Uh, congrats to him. Well deserved. I think it's cool that the NBA is in a place where the, there, it, you know, it's up uh, the battles between two big men. Uh, 
Um, but here's the weird thing, dude. So, you know, we're watching the game and uh they give the guy the MVP award before the game starts. And it's like game three of like the second series in the playoffs. Like he's not even in the finals yet, but they're like not doing the game yet. They're doing this whole ceremony and he gets the award and he's crying and his kid runs out of the crowd and hugs him. And it's this whole emotional thing. And then they do the game and he lost the Sixers lost, dude. They like, and not Uh, even close. They like lost terribly. It was Exactly like when LeBron scored that ten thousandth point, and they stopped the game for twenty minutes, and he cried on the floor, and then he lost by twenty points. You know, <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. Same you thing. You guys got to stop doing it. Do it after the game. Same Celebrate after the thing, game, man. And I'm watching it, and I was like, uh, saying to a couple other people there at the bar, I'm like, yo, this is kind of fucking lame. Shouldn't they like play the game and then maybe do it at the end? Or, you know, (laughs) like this is, you know, nobody shared my belief. I was apparently, you know, a cold hearted monster for suggesting like, can we get on with the game? You know, like, like how are you going to sob out there in the middle of the court and hug your kid? Oh, I love my, I'm the best. And then, and then go out there. Everybody standing there, just like with LeBron, when he accepted the, uh, you know, accolades for scoring 10,000 points, or being the all-time scorer, this guy stands out there. Everybody watching him that's about to play him is going to go out there and beat his ass on the floor. Like, they're going to just go after him so hard. Like, you can't just stand up there and cry and say, I'm the greatest ever. You're going to lose. You're going to lose no matter what. It's unreal to me that they did this. I can't believe they're... Well, they're just making it so obvious that it's not even a game anymore. This is... a circus. um, it's a circus, yeah. It's a show. It's Real Housewives. I thought I came up with a great idea, and it wasn't uh, mutually agreed uh, with the rest of the people there. But I said, uh, what they need to do is MVP comes down to the two best players in the finals of the series, and then that guy, whoever wins, wins the MVP. Isn't that how they do it in football? I don't know. Well, they do it at the end of the season, and I just think it should be at the end of the season. Uh. I thought, who does it like, you got to win the championship. I have no idea, but I just think it'd be fucking cool if like, here's the NBA finals, it's game seven, it's LeBron versus Steph Curry, and then like, whoever wins the finals, wins that ring and gets MVP. Yeah, you do it all at one, oh, that's a great, They also do finals MVP, they should just scrap that and just go for, no man, like whoever's the best on the best team, you get MVP of the season. Yeah, you're the most. And if you're the best player of the season, but your team didn't make it to the finals, well, you weren't the best. You weren't the most valuable. That's right. There could only be one most valuable. And I think all sports should do it. You know, MLB, right? Like Cy Young Award, all the best pitcher on the best team who wins the World Series. Gotta win it. You gotta win it all, man. To the victor go the spoils. In the end, it's a team sport. Yes. Yes. So I don't know. I thought it was super freaking lame and watching this guy who, you know, supposed MVP and then he gets, he goes out there and his team just gets destroyed. Like, you're no MVP. You're trash. Like Michael Jordan wouldn't accept MVP and go out there and lose. Yeah. I felt like they used to do it or somebody used to do it in the championship. I don't know. (laughs) It sounds like that's just how it should be. It's how it should be, uh, but I guess it's not. We just have to accept uh, these dudes, you know, being celebrated and then <clears throat> distracting from the sport, and then uh, it's not really a sport anymore. You're right. It's rigged. It's a circus. Everything is rigged. Because the most valuable player wins me a championship. Yes. Yes. Right? Like, that's my... What were you? the mo- You were the most valuable player to get me to 11th place? That's what I'm I saying. 11th place. The most valuable player on the team that got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs? No, you're a fucking loser. That's not, that's not even a valuable team. How could one of the players be the that's most valuable? You should, be, you should be standing there wearing the hat, smoking the cigar, holding the finals trophy, and then we choose the best player out of you, and you're the yes. MVP of the league. Covered in champagne. Yes, yes. dude. Yes. yes. otherwise your whole team isn't worth this one player he made it to the championship exactly 
Ah, yeah. well, we got to change sports. That's what I'm saying. But not um, enough people listening to the Dude Man podcast. <laughs> And if you were in the past, then you would know what we know and what people are now are waking up to, uh, which is something now uh, your least favorite Tucker is able to talk about in public. This guy's got to watch out. I think he's uh, saying too much. He's going to be killed. He really needs to start a podcast called Untucked. Untucked. <laughs> it would be so good. Well, here is Tucker being untucked, talking about one of my favorite modern day conspiracy theories, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, man. We know that he was murdered. He was murdered in the special housing unit of federal lockup in Manhattan. How so, do we know he was murdered? Oh, well, look into it, dude. We did a whole segment <laughs> on it on my show. Nobody cared. Um, I'm going to watch that. You should. It's, un- it's beyond belief. <laughs> Yo, I like Tucker untucked. I'm telling you, man. Untucked, <laughs> untucked is, is yeah, great. He's, he's fantastic. And I'm very skeptical of any kind of conspiracy theory or whatever. Why don't more and, people and go And the, this, and the picture could be him like on top of a bed in the suit. Oh, I, I was thinking shirt cocking, right? No pants. He's got the shirt, <laughs> the business shirt with the tie on. Even if you go back to the, the bow tie. tie. Bow tie, yeah, dude, but just shirt cocking. Put a bow tie on the cock. That... <laughs> Tucker, oh, cockscarf.com. Tucker, hit me up, man. <laughs> I got your design ready for you. He was murdered because, well, for one thing, I, a friend of mine's one of the people who last talked to him on the phone the day he was killed. And he had a expectation of a bail hearing in two days. He thought he was getting out. He was not despondent at all. I talked to his lawyer, told me the same thing. They moved someone out of his cell. They put two people, one of whom was not even a full-time prison guard, on duty. None of the cameras trained on the cell worked. They were all out of it that night. They locked the front of the special housing unit that had eight cells in it, but then they opened all the cells inside. (laughs) So who was it? So I asked a really simple question, the Bureau of Prisons. Who were the other, so there are eight cells, 16, minus his cell, because he was alone. So that means there are 14 other inmates there that night. What are their names? Where'd they go? Some of them are transferred out right after. Who were these people? Can't tell you that. Really? You can't tell me that? Well, on the basis of what? Because some inmate at a federal prison's privacy concerns, like Trump telling, what are you even talking about? Meanwhile, the Attorney General of the United States under Trump, Bill Barr, issues a statement being like, no, we know it's totally. Bill Barr lied. There's no question that Bill Barr clearly suspected Epstein was murdered but stop the investigation into it. I went and read Bill Barr's book in which he explains all this, and it's like complete bullshit and transparent bullshit. So I have no idea why the Attorney General of the United States would be lying about this, but there's literally no question that he did. I know him, so we, Bill Barr is a super nice guy. We reach out to Bill Barr like, hey, why don't you come on and explain why you lied about Jeffrey Epstein's death? Uh, no. <laughs> That's where it ends. <laughs> wow. Uh, perfect response there, Mike. Uh, yeah, dude, I, <laughs> I think it's fascinating that he's been out of his gig now for a couple weeks, and he's already kind of spilling the, the insider beans on, uh, hey, look, we in the industry know what the deal was, and basically we weren't allowed to say it. I never heard that the other cells were opened. That's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> like, yeah, pretty. Yeah, that's that's a kind of a major fact. Doesn't that imply that this was an orchestrated event? You brought it, and then the one guard wasn't even a full time guard, so you just brought in these random guards, and then <laughs> the doors all opened up, the cameras turned off, <laughs> cameras turned off, the but doors, dude- <laughs> wait, the the guards, they fell asleep. Right? Isn't that the? <laughs> The story here. Oh, uh, sorry, but don't uh, worry. They were reprimanded. Two weeks paid suspension. That's right. Yeah. So th- they yeah. fell asleep, though. Wasn't that the official definite story? These two guys? Yeah. I think one of them was on patrol or something, <laughs> and the other one fell asleep. It was such a stupid. Oh, man. Jeffrey Epstein is still alive, people. I swear. Oh, on they it. killed him. They killed him. 
for whatever reason they had to or whatever they killed. Well, they just repurchased their island back. Whoever it is, I'm sure he's part of the gang. Um, they're going to be utilizing those secret rooms and tunnels once again if they haven't already. Uh, <clears throat> Jeffrey Epstein, just a stooge, a pawn, if you will, in the, you know, an elaborate, massive, worldwide, international game you know, where they could just easily replace him with the next guy. Oh, for sure. Pretty sad for him. I'm sure he lived quite the high life. Oh, way better than we'll ever know, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Think of the people he yucked it up with and mingled along with. I mean, this. He partied with the best and the brightest and the, you know, in the in the best places. Pictures to see the greatest places on earth. I mean, he was he was hanging with Stephen Hawking and uh, Noam Chomsky. Right, (laughs) Bill Clinton, everybody, Donald Trump, everybody was involved, right? Yeah, could you imagine? The things this guy has seen, the things he must have known, uh, you know, if you're going through that lifestyle, like, you have to know that your time is always up at any moment, right? Like, Yeah, you gotta know what's coming. The, the adrenaline rush of life itself, uh, almost too much to bear. Yeah. I could only assume. Think it's worth it? No, not at all. Not at all. I don't think selling your soul to the, the devil is ever <laughs> worth it. Uh, maybe in the moment, right? Uh, you, whatever is offered to you, it must be so sweet you cannot deny. Well, his last moments when he's being choked out, do you think he would have traded it all for just a regular life? Or do you think he's like, meh, I had it good? Uh, it's two scenarios, right? He's being choked out and the tear rolls down, the single tear, or single the smile creeps across the face. The smile, right? Exactly, it's, it's one or exactly. the other. And uh, if you were... Genuinely, I believe it's the smile creeped across the face. For this guy. I, I think so too, man. I think that's, you know, oh. Uh, Look, there's true. better than most. There is great, true, genuine evil in this world, just like there is genuine good, you know? And so with the genuine good, we must accept the genuine bad. Epstein is that genuine bad. Hmm. Right? I mean, that's the only way. You, can't, you have to I have balance. Any, I don't think anybody's all bad or all good. Oh, there's got to be balance. Oh, you think there's a little good to Epstein, huh? For sure. That's right. You know, uh, pedophile, international trafficker, (laughs) but great tipper. That's what people don't talk about. The guy (laughs) always left. Almost forget it. 30 to 40%. Plus, he was known for his uh, juggling. (laughs) He really liked to juggle. (laughs) Sure, he had a very childish side to him. I liked him for his softer side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people don't remember Epstein did all these little beautiful swan origami. Uh, <laughs> a very sensitive guy. Melt your heart. He would do one for everybody. It was beautiful. Great Michael Jackson impersonation. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> moonwalk. Uh, well, I did bring him up uh, because he was friends with Epstein, um, just like everybody else was. The dude lived in Florida. Uh, they were practically neighbors. We're talking Trump, Mike. We can't let Trump out of the news cycle. We are obsessed. We've got the derangement syndrome, just like everybody else. You sent me an article. I didn't think it was real. I can only assume AI chat, GRBT, uh, whatever it's called, wrote it. Um no, dude, ChatGPT would do better. I'm telling you, this article is so dumb. Washington Post, shame on you. You have descended into just the absolute deepest depths of the uh, darkest, most a, disgusting toilet. <laughs> they, they literally wrote like a full-page article on why Donald Trump was wrong and debunked when he said the woman who accused him of rape was not his type. It's incredible investigative journalism, I must say, <laughs> Mike. And 
when you threw it at me, I read the article. I thought, wow, that was retarded. Uh, again, Washington Post, you, you're just in the trash, uh, the dumpster, if you will. But it's not just the Post. Man, this was the news of the day, of the weekend, of the hour. It was uh, oh, breaking news. Oh, the left news. loved Man, it. They, they, it's a smoking gun, Frank. He's going to go down for rape. Well, actually, he's going to go down for defamation. <laughs> Can we get a vitals check on Rob Reiner, please? He hasn't tweeted in 24 hours. He may have had a heart attack over this one. Here we go. I told, I told you, he's still trying to put the comeback in his balls. He blew that nut way too early. Way too early. In a deposition last October, former President Trump is seen denying E. Jean Carroll's sexual assault allegations with insults. I think she's a whack job. I have no idea. And he confirms allegedly defamatory statements about Carol were his. Number one, she's not my type. Number two, it never happened. That was a statement that you made to the reporters for The Hill on June 24, 2019, correct? Yes. And same set of questions. Um, I take it, sir, that you stand by that statement today? Yes, I do. Trump never waited. <laughs> she's not my type. You give and it to him. Now that I've gotten indirectly to hear things about her, she wouldn't be my type in any way, shape, or form. But later, he was shown a photograph of Carol from the late 1980s. Here in front of you, a black and white photograph. Trump mistakes his accuser for his second wife. It's Marla. You say Marla? Busted. That's Marla, yeah. That's, that's my wife. Which woman are you pointing to? Marlon Wayne's? Here. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the person oh, okay. you just pointed to was oh, Eugene Carroll. To Carroll's attorneys, the moment confirms she is his type. I take it the three women you've married are all your type. Yeah. Carroll and two other women testified Trump assaulted them in much the same way he described to Billy Bush on the infamous Access Hollywood tape. It's like a magnet. You just, you, I don't even know. And when you're a star, they let you do it. Trump has called that locker room talk, but in the deposition, he took it further. Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars <laughs> that they can grab women by the Well, that's what, it's, if you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true, not always, but largely true. Unfortunately, oh, unfortunately. And you consider yourself uh, to be a star? I think you can say that, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, man. Oh, yeah. Do you consider you're a star? You know what he wanted to say? Uh, I don't know, bitch. I went from The Apprentice <laughs> to The White House. You fucking tell me. But do you see the like line of, like, uh, do you believe, Mr. Trump, that stars should be able to grab people by the pussy? And he says, yes. And then she <laughs> says, well, do you think you're a star? And he goes, yes. So he's yeah. saying, he's saying, I believe I should be able to grab people by the pussy. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's, he knows. That's what he's saying, yeah. And I Why love not? it. He's def you know what? This guy stands by what he says. <laughs> you know what? Shame on you if you don't want him to grab you by the pussy. That's a million, it's a billion dollar hand grabbing your pussy. You should be so lucky. <laughs> you know? This fucking guy this is so funny, dude. I like, I like how they pull this out, and they probably expect people to be uh, disgusted, uh, find him to be abhorrent. But really, I mean, I feel like it kind of reminds me of how funny it was for four uh, four years there. You know, like we kind of had it hilariously kind of good with this guy. When you think about it, he's the only one who's telling you exactly what he thinks. Space All Force. the other guys think that Barack Obama believes he. Could go grab any pussy he wants. He That's just won't right. ever say it, and, or do it. He likes to grab the dick and balls in one full swoop. Oh, well, just ask That's to big, be Mike. Talk big Mike. <laughs> big Mike. Oh yeah, well, it's Big Mike. Maybe. <laughs> big Mike. He likes to hang out with uh, David Spade. No, not David Spade. Yeah, what's that guy? Not David Spade. Oh, man. Are you <clears throat> thinking Andy Dick? 
big. No, mark. the guy, the guy who was uh, <laughs> he was in that movie K-Pax. Oh yeah, he also grabs the full package. Um, you're yeah. thinking of Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Wow, who, yeah. who did you say? David Spade. <laughs> David <laughs> Who's David Spade? He's uh David Spade's and Tommy Boy with Oh Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No different guy. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah. Oh yeah, he loves to he I'm sure he grabs the fellas uh in their package zone just like Trump. But I'm saying he won that lawsuit, right? Because he's a star. He gets to grab the dick. Yes. Good call, my man. Absolutely. You get away with it when you're a star. Trump's right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Spacey, you grab my dick. I'm not going to go fuck you or anything. But I'm not going to sue you. I'm just going to go tell everybody how funny it is that you grabbed my dick. That's right. And you know what? It's a good boost for your confidence, right? Even the fellas like you. Oh, yeah. Dude. Well, it's good to know if I was gay, I could get a 10 like Spacey. You know? Right. Uh, oh, you consider a Spacey a 10, huh? Wow. Oh, you hit a certain monetary level as a man. You're a 10. Oh, that's a good call. Like Weinstein right. was a 10. That fucking gargoyle. Are you kidding me? Anything less than 100 million, he's a zero. You're right, actually. When you're a guy, it doesn't matter your looks. It's what's in your wallet, and that's your, your rating wallet. system. <clears throat> that's right. The only size that matters. How big's your wallet? Uh, good call. I'll always be a four. That's uh, um, <laughs> there's no way out of this. Four dollars, damn. <laughs> oh, oh well, that's uh good stuff. I'm glad we're really putting our money, our resources, our national attention in the places that matters most. Uh, trying to decipher whether or not Trump can tell his ex-wife and some chick he grabbed in a uh, department store. Uh, in a black and white oh. photograph from forty years ago. This is great. Black and white photograph. And the best part about the, whole, the the New York was that was that the Washington Times. What was that article? I said <laughs> Washington Post, I believe. Washington Post. At the very end of the article, they talk about how well he probably didn't do it because he's too vain to wear his glasses. Yeah. So you're telling that's me right, you wrote man. this whole you wrote this whole article. You guys are obsessed with this case. He cares so little, he's not even wearing his glasses. <laughs> That's how little he cares about this lawsuit. Oh, man, it's really retarded. I didn't actually think this stuff was um, going to come to fruition. It, it seemed, you know, the thing with that Bragg fella in New York a while back, and now we have this rape case, and I can only assume the thing in Georgia is going to go through. It's just... Uh, it it doesn't seem like anyone's really talking about it uh in in you know my anecdotal real day life uh it's getting the impression that um people just have a lot of other shit to worry about that they just stopped totally caring at all about this guy and the more that this drags on the more it sounds and looks like a witch hunt man which plus it's not like you guys are doing any better you're in charge now Things are getting out of hand, and everybody's noticing. Things like uh, the economy, the banks that are collapsing. I, I really, I keep saying it, like, I don't know how the media is hiding what's going on with the economy, because you can't tell me it's good. People are losing their jobs. Bed Bath & Beyond just went under. Thousands of people lost their jobs. Yeah. Every big company is firing thousands of people, but we're still doing good. Everything's good. Uh, well, I mean, even uh, when I'm commuting in the morning, this is what gets me, and it has been for a while now. I riff on traffic all the time on the way home, for sure, but my morning commute is mind-blowing to me. There's not a lot of people out there. It doesn't seem like... Uh, I don't think economy is happening. It doesn't feel like the wheels are in motion. Everything feels like it's at a standstill. Yeah. And I... Uh, I'm just not, it's kind of like with COVID, man. You know, you could tell me all day long there's a pandemic sweeping the country and we're all going to die, but I'm not seeing bodies in the streets, so it doesn't really make sense to me. And you could tell me that we're gaining jobs and people, you know what I mean? Like, and the economy is humming along and we're not in a recession or a depression, 
but I'm just not seeing any infrastructure being built. I'm not seeing no, anything I'm seeing really more happen. and more people getting laid off. Yes, exactly. I'm seeing more and more people staying home. Yes, that's my point. Like, it, what I'm seeing isn't totally really aligning with what you're telling me. We live in a uh, falsified reality is the only thing I can imagine, only because here we are. It's May 2023. We're still talking about it, man. Turning now to the latest on the pandemic. Take a look at this chart. It shows the number what? of Americans who died from COVID over the past three years. After all the peaks, the deaths are finally trending down. Next week, the U.S. will end its oh COVID emergency. God. But what does that mean in practical terms? CBS's Elise Preston went... That means it's been over for years, you idiots. It was over before it started. Only the fucking lunatics are wearing their masks at this point. Are you fucking kidding me? For answers. Good evening, Elise. Good evening to you, Adriana. This is the first spring in four years where COVID actually seems to be in the rearview mirror. What reality are you fucking maniacs yes. living in? The first spring? The, I'll tell you the spring that COVID was in my rearview mirror was the spring of 2020. About two, two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks. It was two weeks <laughs> after your stupid, retarded two weeks didn't end anything. And I turned to my... uh significant other and i said well, that's it it's all bullshit COVID's over <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm i'm exaggerating here here's the reality uh, i bet it was over the minute new york turned down that ship for the hospital ship i think Navy. i could definitively uh say the day that i knew COVID was over it was when fauci was on tv and said that the people could march and protest on in the name of George Floyd, and they were free from being uh, affected by COVID because COVID only affected uh, Republicans protesting COVID lockdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's when it started to become quite clear what we were dealing with here. To be fair, if anybody's going to know the social uh, political beliefs of the virus, it would be the creator of said virus. So... <laughs> COVID was in my rear view mirror from day one. From day one, I was the most vocal person against the lockdowns, against the virus being real. I did not believe it for a second. Me neither. I never got sent home. I had to work through the whole thing. I got sent home and I loved it. It was the only retirement I'll ever experience in my entire <laughs> life. And I welcomed it with open arms. But apparently it's not over yet, people. We're still... We Days. Mike, oh, according to this doctor, we're still in the woods. Many who have suffered from COVID fatigue more recently have hoped for someone to put an end to this emergency. Now it's official. The reign of COVID began with the world under siege. The global pandemic killing nearly 7 million, infecting more than three quarters of a billion people. So wait, 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 wait. It only killed 7 million? Out of 750 million? Wait, no. I think they said worldwide 7 million. Yeah, and three quarters of a billion caught it. But I'm just... So that's one out of 100? I, I am... We are no math magicians here on the Dude Man Podcast, Mike, but 7 million dead over three years in a world of 8 billion? Yeah, it's a small, very, very small number. I'm pretty sure more people like died. I guarantee more people died of uh, lung cancer, starvation, heart attacks, all of those things. I, I guarantee more people died of anything than COVID over that span. Probably more died of alcohol, and you never closed the liquor store. That's a good call. Absolutely. Uh, so I just find that Probably to be... more people died of heart attacks, and you never closed the fast food restaurants. Wouldn't it, if 7 million died in 2020 from COVID, I still wouldn't, I would have been like, that's it? Worldwide? Like, that's not a lot of, yeah. 
That's I know, it was supposed to be seven million. In, it was supposed to be three million in America. That's what I'm saying. Seven million worldwide total. Now we're we're closing shop on the COVID pandemic, and we're saying that's it, folks. We shut it all down for three years for seven million people. Like, whoa! Seven million. I think... a million. A million of those were Uyghurs. They executed and just counted as COVID. Hey, Mike, that sounded like a hard R. Okay, so watch yourself, fellow. All right, this is a PG-13 show. <laughs> Bleep it. I just want to say, people, if we did all of this and we're suffering now what we're <clears throat> currently suffering because of 7 million people, we were bamboozled. We were fooled. We've been had. That's, that's literally the oldest and the sickest. That's who died. I just hope it stings because it should. Spreading fear and panic. Hey! On Friday, right. this from the World Health Organization. It's therefore with great hope that I declare COVID-19 over as a global health emergency. Is COVID over? COVID is not over. There are still more than 1,000 people a week dying from COVID in the United States alone. We are definitely not out of the woods yet. All the advice that the CDC and others are giving about getting boosters, that applies. And I don't think that's a good idea for people to just say, you know what, out of sight, out of mind. There's a new normal. It may mean no more COVID dashboards, no more White House briefings. But in its wake, more than one million Americans have died. An unimaginable toll. There have been more than 100 million cases. And while Americans no longer have to mask up, Dr. John LaPook warns not. It took me a while to figure out it's not LaPook. It was the whole reason I wanted to do the clip. (laughs) It's LaPook, unfortunately, with a K. The whole reason I loved this clip is because I thought his name was LaPoop. To let your guard down. People who are vulnerable are still going to have to be careful because if they get COVID, they could really have a bad outcome. I mean, the people who are vulnerable in our society tend to get left out. All right. What a freaking yeah, right, Your name is Poop. Yeah. Poop. Thanks, LaPoop. Get the fuck out of here. Dude. What are you talking about? So I find it interesting only because uh, are you familiar with the former vice president of Pfizer? This uh, Dr. Yeadon guy. He's been very outspoken and vocal about how uh, this whole thing with the vaccines and the virus is all very specifically planned. In fact, on many of militaries have been working on it throughout the world uh and that this was a big nefarious ultra super plot uh designed to control and kill us they've been following you haven't he's been all over uh i i was gonna clip something a while back and i may have and then we never got it but then he was caught he was on the street and some uh crew in london interviewed him uh Real quickly. And... Oh, hold on. Can we go back to that? Uh, oh, they're yeah. saying a thousand people a day, a week are dying. Yeah, man. We're losing 52,000 people a year from COVID. <clears throat> That's what they're claiming. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, are they next to the 100,000 troops Putin lost? <laughs> Dude, I just don't believe these numbers. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We're in 1984. This is the world we are in where the the information on the telescreen is just government propaganda at all times. You cannot believe what you're being told. It's really funny that you landed on about 52,000 a year because it's always been 40 to 60,000 die from the flu. That's right. They rebranded. It was a refresh. Got to refresh to be fresh, man. So, so it's subway all refresh. They just <laughs> added right. little bacon, bacon bits to it. That's right, dude. Called it the All American Club. <laughs> oh man, I <clears throat> I wanted to do the COVID clip because here we are again. They're now sh- they can't even believe we're declaring it's over. It feels like we're not even out of the woods yet. But uh, <laughs> not even out of the woods. Not even dude, out of I the never. Woods. I, the only time I ever think about COVID is when I see some <laughs> with a mask on, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I feel bad for you. It's and it's never somebody that like I would ever want to like hang out with or talk to or even interact with at all. No, I, I like the mask now because it's um. It's like the hair color or anything, uh, or the that nose piercing the ring, you know, and the uh, oh, yeah. I, no, dude, the last person I saw with a mask <laughs> was walking a cat on a leash. That's all you need to know. <laughs> this is literally all you need to know. Looking at everybody else, like we're the crazy ones. 
<laughs> that's that's Chicago right there. That, those are the people wearing the mask. <laughs> Fucking cat on a leash. You could just spot the crazies and you know who to avoid to talk to, or you know uh, there's a potential for some confrontational you know, atmosphere here, so maybe I'm just going to watch my words. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's, a nice, it's nice to get that red flag right before you engage. So I, I, like, I kind of like the modern era and those, uh, the wokists on, on that part of the aisle, uh, whatever, whoever they may be, they really are they're very good at presenting themselves and showing you before you get too close who they are. For sure. So you, sure. oh, you know right away. You can easily, and it's not just like one walking to towards you on the street. Like I can walk into a bar or an establishment that I'm checking out for the first time, take a look around, see who's hanging out there, and be like, "Oh, let's go check out the place across the street." Yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my spiked hibiscus tea. All right, I'm good here. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, like that place we went to in Florida. I I don't even know half the shit you're putting in the drinks. I can't even pronounce it. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't I need don't, a, <laughs> that's right. I've gone 35 years without it. I don't think I need this. I'm going to be a big no thanks on the kombucha martini. Okay, thanks, buddy. <laughs> but, uh... Can I just get a shot of Jameson and whatever cheapest <laughs> beer on tap you got? Thank you. So, uh... They're they're reliable. Oh, dude, did you see Bud Light? Dude, so in Chicago? No. Oh, dude, so fucking funny. So Bud Light tried to backpedal a little bit on the f***s in the dresses, oh right? Oh god, man! Production crew. <laughs> uh, working overtime. Listen, all the bars in Boys Town now pulled Bud Light. They, wow. Now you're now you're going back on your word. You're not supporting. What are you like embarrassed now? You're wow. embarrassed to be with the gay community, so now, so now Bud Light is suffering from the rednecks and the gays in Boys Town. I'm completely floored by this. They can't do right. And I'm loving it, because this is what happens when you go woke. You just piss off everybody. You can never be woke enough, right? Yes. And you're going to lose everybody who's not woke. You go so, woke, you go broke. That's the yeah. point, man. Look at Disney. Look at these other places, uh, these other corporations. Now Nike, I read, is on the uh, you know, other end of being uh, banned or boycotted uh, because Good, of dude. their association. I don't, I, they may have jumped on the Dylan Mulvaney train. It's funny because this has more to do than just this guy, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, posing as a chick. Um, you know, I, I think that America, the American public, I think, is just overwhelmingly disgusted culturally with how we're being represented on an international scale, and it's time to fucking yes. write the ship. I think it's just it's a time. joke. It's a, we're we are a laughing stock, and Bud Light, Budweiser, you guys, uh, you get what you deserve in this scenario. Yeah. You shouldn't have done this. Like, <clears throat> it's just obvious that you were trying to play into some fad. But you hitched yourself to the wrong wagon. And now you're going to suffer the consequences. Oh, they'll bounce back, but it's funny to see it. No, it's, it's in real time. We were, we were shopping for beer. Do you remember the overflow of Budweiser in the, in the beer section? Like, it was it, crazy. It was, it was visibly obvious it was that everything around the Budweiser section was being purchased. There was like three cases of Miller Lite left. We bought two of them. And the Bud, Bud Light was, like, overflowing out the cooler. I have a local bar that's down the street. You've been there with me, I believe. It's walkable from my home. Um, it's well known as a NASCAR bar in the area. You know, the, it, you could have football, anything going on, but if there's a NASCAR race, every TV is tuned into it. You, you better be prepared to watch some NASCAR in there. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't been there in a few weeks. Because we were traveling and been busy. Stopped by the other day. All the Bud Light symbols, everything. All the swag. It's all gone. Wow. They, yeah, they're making a stand. You're making a stand. You know? I don't even I didn't see anyone drinking Budweiser in there. I'm not kidding. It was really because uh you know what they would 
they had those uh, aluminum can Budweiser. You know the uh, the tall boy aluminum things yeah. of Bud Light and Budweiser? Nobody was drinking those. I didn't see any of them. I was floored. Well, good. Vote with your wallet. That's the best thing we can do now. Yes. No, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Vote with it. your feet. Vote with your wallet. That's why I'm trying to leave Illinois. I, th- know, I think we need to vote with our feet. Our feet. <laughs> that's how you know it's the <laughs> end of the foot? show, folks. I've had one too many beers. <laughs> vote with your foots. Uh... <laughs> vote with the feet and your dollars, man. I totally support that, and I think that's what we just have to do as a, as a country. Um, maybe that'll send the message. Unfortunately, though, Places like Chicago, Denver, they're just going to get worse, man. Denver wants to keep taking, uh, taxing the whites to pay the blacks. Well, you're going to be left with a Chicago. That's it. Detroit. We're all turning into Detroit. It's all Yo, uh, I cut you off, man. I want to hear that Pfizer VP clip before I, we get cut off. Do we have time? That's what, that was, uh, I wasn't sure if we had a chance to sneak uh, it in there. Um, we could maybe, maybe throw it, we'll throw it in on the Tuesday show. It, it plays into the whole theme of everything, which is, uh, gee whiz, it seems like the destruction of everything is on purpose. Um, the whole beta test of COVID, there just seems to be an agenda at foot. And to hear someone who was at the highest ranks of a place like Pfizer, uh, you know, a corporation uh, that we could argue back and forth uh, over whether or not they totally control the world, I would say they do. But I mean, you know, to hear this guy kind of out there saying, like, look, people, there is an agenda at foot. They are, uh, they planned this from day one, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get crazier. Um, those vaccines, not as safe as you think they are. <laughs> to be totally honest. And he, he's out there saying, like, there's nothing that Pfizer and these big pharma companies, they don't produce stuff that they haven't meticulously uh, concocted and put together. So he said, "If it, it, these vaccines, they're designed to harm you, and they were put to, they were designed that way on purpose." Wow! And that he's he's very sad for the world because billions of people took these vaccines. And what they're all gonna die, or they're all just gonna get sick? It's or... a, yeah, it's a slow process. It's a slow destruction of your immune system. The more vaccines you got, the faster you know you've expedited that process. Uh, and everybody will react differently, and and that's the re- the purpose. Uh, the point to it is, you won't ever be able to say, "Oh, the vaccines killed all these people, and they all got wiped out in seconds." No, it'll be this slow, randomized process where people die of different ailments that maybe they would have died from later in their lives. Well, now uh, you get the rapid cancers, you get the rapid diseases. You know, people are dropping of heart attacks, strokes. They're just happening rapidly. Uh, so it's a depopulation agenda, man. Uh, that's what we've uh, we just survived it for now. Wow! You know who knows? It's a slow roll, but it'll be force the next one on us. I just think that it's gonna slowly, you know, you're gonna see the population drain. It's not just people dying too. What I don't think people understand is uh, there's an infertility element to this, where I, I don't think we're gonna be procreating as much as we used to. Oh, just people being sick, dude. Like I don't. It used to be very normal for our dads. Everybody's dad was at work and never took a sick day. It was like weird for your dad to take a sick day. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now everybody's just sick all the time. It is kind of strange. I have noticed um, people that I work with sick all the time, and I work with people in their 30s and 40s. Like These are people that should generally be mostly healthy most of the time. From 30 to 40, you should maybe actually have to take four sick days. <laughs> you know what I mean? The rest of them like, because you drink too much. You know, you're, you're kind of just going to hang out with the kids. We're talking you know, hangover like, recovery, essentially. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm talking about like actually got a cold virus. You're sick. <laughs> Thirty to forty is maybe four days. Yeah, that's man. it. Absolutely. Uh, it does. It's been weird though. I've you're definitely in your noticed peak, more. dude. Your twenties, thirties. You're in your. You're healthier than you're ever going to be. Yeah. You're sick every day now. How are you going to make it to 870? Well, you jab them up with all these uh, weird chemicals, dude, and you have lifelong, lifetime, um, you know, customers. (laughs) 